Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more of the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Yep, 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 yep. That's right, here we go. Little one hour action coming at you at Taz Show. This is a Wednesday edition, and uh, I am excited because I get this clumpy thing taken off my hand and my stitches taken out today. So it's a big day for me, and it feels like this thing's been on my freaking hand forever. Welcome to the Taz Show. As I said, a special one-hour broadcast. It will not be two hours today. Apologize, but, you know, that is what it is. And uh, listening live at TazShow.com, thank you for that. And maybe you're watching live there. Thank you. Maybe you're watching on Facebook Live. Aha, the whole hour broadcast will be uh, on Facebook Live right now as we speak, as I speak. Or maybe you're listening to the audio on demand. You can be doing that at Spotify or TuneIn or iTunes, and I appreciate all of that. That's for sure. Empty New York City studio, as you see. Um, Besides the the crew there working, uh, yours truly here live via the Skype dome. Yes, that's me. I'm Taz. Hello. If you want to call the show, that is a very simple process. All you got to do is dial 866-475-2948, 866-475-2948. It's real easy to do, as you guys know. Uh, as I said, one-hour show here. Um, got some stuff to take care of. Then uh, later on, got to get this thing, Clumpy, taken off of me. Thank God, and the stitches out. So hopefully I don't have to wrap me up in nothing else because I'm sick of having shit on my hand, to be quite frank. Uh, so that's the deal. Got a lot to cover and not a lot of time to do it. So I'm going to get right after it. Um, so, uh, before I can talk about SmackDown and some things I want to say about SmackDown, I did watch a good chunk of SmackDown, mostly the whole show. I thought it was a good show. I liked it. But, um, before I talk WWE stuff, I don't normally talk, uh, Impact Wrestling or TNA or whatever the name is, uh, G, G, you know, Global Force Wrestling, GFW. Um, as many of you know, uh, th- there's big news out of there from yesterday that Jeff Jarrett is no longer running the ship and in charge of uh, Global Force Wrestling. I will talk about that in a second. Also, want to talk about in this uh, one-hour uh, edition of the Taz Show, Christmas. Well, Christmas. Well, geez, what do you mean Christmas? It's, it's September. What are you talking about, dude? Well, you guys know what I'm talking about. WWE said they're going to put a live broadcast on. Christmas Day, I believe that's uh, probably raw. I think it's a Monday, Christmas Day, December 25th. And I have some thoughts and opinions about that. So I will get into that. And uh, I want to carry over some more announcing talk from yesterday, being that Corey Graves, who did a great job yesterday, is on SmackDown also. So they have two color com- uh, one guy doing two color commentary roles, which is not the first time they've done this. They've done this in the past with Jerry the King Lolo, so, uh, before I became an announcer. So... This is not new uh, territory for Vince McMahon and WWE. So, as I said, that's what's on the docket. There's a lot to cover. Not a lot, lot of, not a lot of time to do it. Try to squeeze in some phone calls too. Uh, super busy. Uh, so, okay, Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett. All right. So here's the thing, right? Um, as many of you know, or maybe some of you don't know, uh, as I said, Jeff Jarrett stepped down or has. It seems like, from what I understand been asked to step down and take a leave of absence. So a leave of absence, you can look at one of two ways. Either someone was fired or it really is what it sounds like, a leave of absence. You need to take a break, handle some personal business. Uh, we want you to take care of that or you want to take care of that. Whatever the case may be. Mm. Now, I believe, you know, I, look, I'm not going to come out of here and talk bad about Jeff. Jeff was always cool to me. Jeff's been on my show. Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to Jeff in a long time, but uh, I respect Jeff, what he's done and his career and his family, uh, a wrestler to wrestler. And, you know, always was a cool dude to me. I got to be honest. So I, I, I can't say a damn thing bad about the guy. Uh, I'll just kind of give opinions on what's been reported 
okay, and what people have seen um, from a lot of sources that that he, he you know uh, he might have some issues with where he's been drinking a little bit, uh, and maybe it's been spilling over into the workplace at TVs, at tapings and stuff. That's what a lot of the scuttlebutt was. I've never seen Jeff like this. I can't really speak on that as it's a fact. I'm just talking about what's out there, right? Um, you know, I don't do news. I don't do gossip. I don't do that kind of shit. That's not my shtick. But if I'm going to talk about Global Force Wrestling and that there's a new guy, uh, 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 I'm sorry, that the current guy is not in charge anymore and he's moved on, well, I got to talk about maybe the speculation of why he's moved on or why he's got this leave of absence uh, or speculation on it. So it's just speculation. Um, look, uh, from what I understand, he needs to take a break. Uh, he apparently put out a tweet uh, prior uh, yesterday morning, or I guess around this time. Now, Nashville's an hour behind us, so I don't remember roughly what time. But apparently he put out a tweet that said, hey, um, you know, uh, looking forward to go to work, whatever it was. So let's go get him or whatever, something like that. Like he was going to the office. I'm paraphrasing whatever his tweet was. And next thing you know, boom, he got, no, you're, you're not, you, you get to the office and things have changed. So he, in essence, was blindsided, for lack of better terms. <clears throat> I guess didn't know. Otherwise, why would he put that tweet out, right? Um, so I don't think this was a thing that Jeff was in the loop on. But it's a big deal. It's a big deal. He's, he's only been in charge there of Global Force Wrestling, or well, Impact Wrestling, which it used to be. Once Anthem took over the group out of Canada, a lot of things have changed from Dixie Carter not being the president no more to Billy Corrigan and, and then uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy leaving and all, all of this drama. And it's just been like, uh, uh, it's been, in my professional opinion, just not great for wrestling, you know, just not. But it's business. I mean, it's, you know, just kind of stuff happens. You know, nothing you can do about it. Um, but you got to go on with an upward. Um, uh, hopefully, Jeff uh, takes care of whatever he's got to take care of. And whatever they need him to take care of. And, and he's in a good fr uh, frame of mind uh, sooner rather than later. And uh, his health is the most important thing and his family. So hopefully that all gets worked out. Um, you know, like I said, Jeff, always super cool to me. Always. Never, ever had a problem with Jeff. And I like Jeff. Um, uh, you know, always, always, we had shared a lot of laughs. He's a funny guy. Um, so, you know. Uh, now, what do they do? You know, what do they do? They, got, they have a lot of different moving parts down there. Guys like Dutch Mantel, Jeff brought in, and, you know, Jeff brought in uh, a whole different, like, agents and booking team and all this. It's just, so now that, I think that's all going to change. Um, who's going to be in charge? Who's going to drive that ship? Who, who's gonna, who really? Who's going to drive the big truck? Who, who's doing it, you know? I, I would think the guy, to me, that's a, a no-brainer, what I think a lot of people Impact Wrestling would think is John Burke will probably take over, I would guess. Um, you know, uh, he he was there before. Uh, he's still there through all this muck and mire and all this BS. Uh, he managed to be a team player and stick it out. And, um, you know, I worked there with and under John. And so, uh, you know, I know um, that he's a guy who most of the guys really like a lot and respect a lot and, and know that he's a team player. And I think through this the past whatever five six months seven months there's been so many changes there and everything and hey tip your cap to jungle bark the man stuck it out he's still there um and i know for a fact he had other projects he's been working on he's been doing other things that have nothing to do with wrestling absolutely nothing to do with wrestling things he's been doing so you know i know the guy a long time um don't talk to him on a regular basis either i don't talk to much the only guys i talked to on a regular basis to be frank are you guys um <laughs> <laughs> you hear me say a lot. I haven't talked to this guy. I haven't talked to that guy. I haven't talked to. I talked to you guys mostly, <clears throat> and that's a shoot. So, um, uh, you know, but Gaborik is a guy who is a loyal guy. He's a loyal, loyal soldier, team player. I would say he's the. I would put him as the front runner, the guy you're going to put in charge. You know, I, I don't think you're going to go a different way. He he he. Obviously, I would assume knows the guy running. Uh, what's his name? Ed Nornholm. He knows him, the, the, the head cheese of, uh, of Anthem. So he, he's been working under him, but not as the main guy or not even the second guy. I mean, I think that Gabark was, in essence, demoted, you know, a while back when Jeff came in, but he stuck it out. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, <clears throat> I ain't going to bullshit you out here. 
I, I you know, I know Gabor for a long time, and he's not a guy who um he's a college edu- educated guy who's been very successful, comes from a successful family. He's a real family guy. My point is, like, I don't think he was living and dying by the TNA impact GWF buck. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm not saying the guy was an ultra rich guy from an ultra rich family, but you know, I, I, me working with him in WWE for all those years, while he was a producer there and while he was doing stuff with Tough Enough as one of the main guys, uh, I, you know, really got to know him uh, and work closely with him, became friends with him, you know, and you guys don't have told stories about that before with him. Um, he, uh, you know, but he managed to be loyal and stick it out here. And I respect that to stick it out with TNA through all that. And I, I, I even was surprised a while back and, you know, shot him a text. I'm like, uh, dude, I'm shocked you're still uh, doing this thing with them. He goes, well, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, I think it's good, and I, I love the business. I love, you know, I, I believe in what we're trying to do here. Let's see what happens. Look, he's a former football player. He's a real guy. He's a real team guy. He's the. That's how he thinks. He's he's an he's a former athlete, and he's got that real team team atmosphere. Whatever head coach we got, I, I'm gonna follow the plays that he's calling. That that's his mindset. It's a football mindset. It's a sports mindset. And that's who Gabor is, to be frank. Um, that that's the deal on that. So, regardless, uh, we shall see what happens there in uh, GWF Global Force Wrestling. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely an interesting thing right there. Um, Brett Mon Mon Montclair, Montclair. Oh, I gotta get some glasses. McNeil on Facebook Live said Jeff Javitt le- leaving GFW. Yes, sir. He's he's done. Well, he's on leave of absence, and I just explained kind of what that is. Juan Perez on Facebook Live. Taz with a bunch of exclamation points. Juan, more exclamation points. All right, expert. He's me. So, anyway, you get the drift. Uh, so so that's the deal on, on GWF. We shall see what happens. Uh, it's definitely uh some more stuff going on there. Some more drama going on there. Um. Uh, hold on, Matt Penny on uh, Facebook Live, but Jarrett owns uh, G. I guess he means Global Force Wrestling. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. Thank you for that. So let me explain that real quick. He doesn't. He owns the. He own. He owned the letters, I believe, and sold the letters to uh, uh, to the people at Anthem. You know who own the wrestling promotion. Let's just call the wrestling promotion. You know, GFW. Okay, Global Force Wrestling. They own the letters, meaning. Anthem now. So I, I don't know the logistics of it or language in the contract, but so that GWF letters, if Anthem wants to use that, they can, from what I understand, without having, um, you know, Jeff Jarrett in the company, they can do that. Uh, so that's the deal. I mean, letters are letters. I, I, me personally, I think they should go a different route with it, either either go back to calling it Impact Wrestling or go back to calling it, uh, or go and call it Anthem Wrestling. I think Anthem sounds actually pretty cool, in my opinion. So that's the deal. Riley Miles on Facebook Live. Thoughts on Mr. McMahon coming back uh, Tuesday? Riley, give me a chance, son. I'll get there. Come on. Not that easy just to jump right into me. Got to get there. Crescendo. Maybe you're new to the task show. That's not how this works. See? We take our time. We take our time. Explanation. Okay, this is not me spitting out some stuff on some podcast. Okay, this is me doing a show, son. I'll get there. Just hang on. Nathan Branch, how's your hand doing? Uh, I'll tell you in a little while. Once they take this thing off today and take the stitches out, we'll see what's going on. I don't have pain anymore. I can move it. It's still hard to drive because this thing got this big thing in my palm, but uh, I can drive lefty, but it's a little bit of a pain in the neck. Probably not legal either. Um, I think you're supposed to use two hands on the wheels. That's what they say. So, uh, but anyway, like I like I was saying, that's the deal on Global Force Wrestling, and that's the deal on the letters of Global Force Wrestling, the GFW, from what I understand and from what I'm being told and from what people, my sources, which I don't usually use, tell me. Um, so we shall see what happens there. I think this is just the beginning of some of the drama there in uh, in uh, Anthem TNA, uh, not TNA, Impact Wrestling World. Ah. Uh, you got to get someone to be in charge of creative. So we shall see who it is. I don't think it's going to be Vince Russo. I don't think it'll be that. I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't think it'll be Eric Bischoff either. I don't. Um, I think they have some components in place that they'll probably go with. And I think that would be John Gaborik. Um, He's there. And he's been loyal. And he's, and he's been a team player. No matter if you like what he does or doesn't like what he, don't like what he does or like his past or not, 
you know, the man has been, you know, a loyal soldier. So for that, you know, tip your cap there. I, I think there are some things from a creative standpoint they need to change. Uh, and I think they will. Um, because you got a different guy, uh, whoever, or girl, maybe to bring a female in <clears throat> to run a ship. Um, you know, Bobby Peterson, he said Cornette in question mark. I, I don't know. I don't think it'll be Cornette. I, just my opinion. I don't think so. Um, I think I think Jim is the, has some. I, I, I like Jim. I, I respect Jim. You guys know that. It's been on here on the show. And so we go way back. I, I just don't, I don't see them. I, I don't see them going that route. I think Jim has uh, different creative thoughts than what they've been doing there. And I, I got a feeling that they might want to go a different route only because of what they're used to and because of someone who's had some success there. So we shall see. I mean, uh, I have no dog in the fight, as the uh, cliche goes, but um, we shall see what happens. So that's uh, my thoughts and opinions on that. One more thing I'd say, Adam Robinson, uh, Dixie Carter. No, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. Dixie's not going to be the owner again. She was never in charge of creative, but she was the boss. But still, she was an owner. She was the owner, I should say. So uh, Brandon uh, Weishart says Billy Corrigan. I don't, I don't think it'll be him either. It could be. I mean, they could go that route. They could go Scott Demore too. I mean, they may go Scott. Maybe Scott was brought in by Jeff. Scott's a smart guy, good creative guy. Maybe Scott's the guy. He's there too. He's a component that there's, that's there also. I didn't mention that. Um, Maybe to go that right, that route, I should say. So we shall see. Um, we shall see what happens. Uh, so, all right, let me move on because I'm tight on time here. Uh, so I just want to give you guys a little touch on the whole deal with the um, uh, GFW Impact Anthem Saga. So we shall see how this evolves. I'll cover it here on the Taz Show to best to my abilities. Okay, so... Um, What's the deal? So last night on SmackDown, okay, so we saw um, a pretty wicked show. They did some pretty cool stuff, I have to tell you. I think they did a really, <laughs> excuse me, they did a really good job building up next week's show, which was smart in Las Vegas, the Sin City gimmick, right? They did a really, really good job. They kind of giving you a loaded show next week, okay? And, and they, they started the promotion of that last night which I think is something they should try to do more. I do know in my past working for Vince and WWE, like those Las Vegas live TVs, Vince McMahon loves to hype them a little more, which is kind of cool because of the whole Vegas thing and and, and the, the the gambling thing and the whole, you know, lights and this big city and that, yeah, yeah, Sin City, Jones, all this. It's kind of a cool swinger feel. No, I get it. I get, and Vince digs that. And I think that's a big, you know, it's, they do big shows, big, uh, uh, what do you call it, like um, rock rockets, whatever the F they call it, on the friggin' stage over there, over at the Vegas. They do shows, magicians are doing shit, they're making fucking, you know, rabbits disappear, and all the stuff, there's always shows, there's, you got, uh, you got uh, people singing, you got, you know, uh, whatever her name is, the singer, she's singing, uh, so there's always big shows there in Vegas, right? You think of Vegas, you think of gambling, and you think of shows. So, I mean, that's what WWE's doing. Yeah, Vince, he's big into that, man. He's big into the whole Vegas. Let's do our big show. Well, knock the shit out of everybody. That's the Vince mindset, you know, and it's cool. I dig it. Very combative. So he's trying to bring in there and do a big Sin City theme and make it big. And he's doing it. I mean, he's going to have AJ Styles defending that U.S. title against Dillinger. You got, you know, Natty, uh, Natty uh, defending her title against Naomi. Uh, and these are the things they've been promoting. You got Kevin Owens. Uh, holding the WWE hostage, which I'll get into in a minute, with this whole quasi-in-character lawsuit where we're going to see Vince McMahon and I'll, next week, which is another huge, huge thing right there. I'll get into that in a second. And uh, and they got the Usos defending the tag team titles against the New Day. So you got a pretty loaded uh, friggin' show right there, kids, uh, for next week. I got to tell you, they're going to pop a good number. They're going to pop a good rating for sure on that. Now, thing is, if I am... Um, if I'm if I'm WWE, I'm gonna take my time, and I got a feeling maybe they will with this Kevin Owens thing. Uh, what Kevin Owens thing, Taz? Well, I'll tell you if you didn't see it. Basically, the long and short of it is, you know, Kevin Owens uh, got into a stiff verbal barb with Shane McMahon in the ring last night in character, and uh, basically he crossed the line in character again. Kevin Owens did 
saying stuff that Shane McMahon, when he was in that helicopter wreck here in New York, that, well, he should have been, God forbid, but I mean, it's kind of a tough thing to talk about, even in character for these guys, but, you know, that he should have, you know, not survived. Saying that his family, meaning Shane's family, would have been better off. And Shane, they set this up nice because earlier in the promo, Shane said once, uh, once Kevin Owens mentioned Shane's kids, Shane got real close to him, kind of looked like he was breaking kayfabe and said, don't mention my kids. Don't, don't, you know, that type of thing. And Kevin Owens no-sold it and just moved on, which was good. It made it feel real. They did a good job there. They did a couple of good jobs making things feel real, R-E-A-L, last night. And that was one of them. That was the first one. And then you knew it. Kevin Owens did a great job in his promo. And he slowly built up to mentioning Shane's kids again. And you knew it was a powder keg where the top was going to go poof. And it went poof. And Shane and Kevin Owens, the announcing, everything was A-OK perfect. They did a good job. This shit was legit. It was done right. Um, the build-up, Kevin Owens made this thing. He made this in his promo. He took his time before he mentioned Shane's children the second time. And once he did, Shane was awesome. He exploded on Kevin's. Kevin trying to cover up and just, just a billion punches. Uh, it looked real. It looked like it should look, like a shoot. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's if a guy unloads with you with punches and you can't fire back, you do what Kevin did. You cover up the best you can. You know, and that, that was the right way to handle it. And, that, and, and that's what it looks like in a shoot for the most part. And I like the fact that they had the only guy that could kind of get Shane McMahon out of that insane zone by the announce desk while he was beating up Kevin Owens was Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, another guy who was off the chart excellent last night, had some great performances, in my opinion. For a guy who was not an actor, he did a great job. He did. In a lot of his uh, on-camera work that he did last night, I thought Daniel Bryan was excellent. I really, I really did. Um, you know, they went the route, and I had a funny feeling when you saw the refs and the medics helping Kevin Owens uh, backstage later on, after the break, I think it was. I'm like... Once I saw Daniel Bryan approach him and almost apologizing him, before Dan, Daniel leaving at the sentence, I kind of go, oh, they're going to go lawsuit route Jones here with, with uh, Kevin Owens. This is a great heel angle, guys. Oh, yeah, and they did. I thought it in my brain. I'm like, I know what they're doing here, and this shit is legit. And they're, they're doing this, and it's good. It's good, and it builds intrigue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, really does. And it all started with that promo. With Shane and and uh, Kevin Owens in the ring, it all started with that. Now, one more thing I want to tell you about that. Um, the thing that that really made it feel, it reminded, I should say, of if you think about it, it's kind of like what, what's going on on Raw, what Roman Reigns and John Cena kind of shooting on each other verbally. That's kind of what Shane and Kevin Owens are doing. So they're trying to get that same feel to build some controversy. What some shooting back and forth type thing where you're like, you're watching, you're like, oh, what's what's up next? That was one of the big things with like ECW, obviously, where there's a lot of shooting on the mic, and obviously the Monday Night Wars. You know, on Nitro, they used to do that stuff a lot too. And and I humbly say, I think ECW was the catalyst to a lot of this, but as pioneers of this kind of a shoot feel, let's not play nice, let's not PC, and I think the bigger companies with the bigger money uh, took it and ran with it to a higher level, but that's another show. So I'll leave that alone for now, maybe down the road. But the um, the promo back and forth that shoot field does, if you think about it, it's like Roman Reigns and, and John Cena. Different content, but same concept. You know, none of us as fans and none of hardcore fans are bitching, oh, the promo's too long. Oh, I want to see wrestling. You don't care about seeing wrestling when it's good promo work, when it feels real. And that's what Reigns and Cena have been doing. That's what Shane and uh, Kevin Owens did last night and have done a little bit in the past too. So we don't complain when it's a promo with two guys and one guy when it's a good promo. We complain when it's the shits. So lately they've been good, <clears throat> excuse me, because they're not letting some you know jabronis in a writer room just come up with some shit that they got to approve. They're letting the boys shoot a little bit. I think they're giving them guidelines, but they're letting them shoot a little bit. 
So I think that's cool. Um, now I like the the hold the hostage, hold the company by hostage by Kevin Owens. It's heat, dude. It's heat. It's heat. How do you like a guy who does that? You don't. You hate a guy who does this. This is going to make Kevin Owens the legitimate top heel in that company. I'm telling you, this is real fucking heat, and it's good shit. This is how you do it. It's legit. It works. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's perfect. Um, I love it. I do. Uh, uh, like I said, Daniel Bryan did a great job last night. When, when, when Daniel got the call from Vince on the phone, you knew it was Vince. Yes, sir. No, sir. That type thing. And he was in the ring, and then he called Shane out to the ring. Another little thing they did, a little nuance. Shane came out without music. Loved it. I loved it. Again, it feels real. It's a nice touch. And Daniel Bryan did a great job. He was reluctant to tell Shane, Jesus, dude, why? Am I in this position, position to do this? I don't want to tell you this. I have to. I heard from your old man. Uh, you, you're taking the leave of absence here. You're done. You know, it's it felt great. Shane's facial expressions were great. No music on the out. Uh, uh, it, 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 it was good. It was good shit. I mean, the whole thing was good, man. Great stuff. I don't know if anybody hated on it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I, I think you got to tip your cap to, to the WWE, uh, the way they handled us. Seriously, uh, I thought it was excellent stuff. Um, I got to go to break here in a second. Um, when uh, I get back from break, whew, there's still other stuff to talk about. We don't have a lot of time to do it. I'll get to a couple phone calls for sure. Um, what else? Uh, what the other thing I want to talk about? Oh, geez, of course. Got to talk about what happened. Barry Corbin won a match, but Ty Dillon just getting a shot at AJ. We'll talk about that if I have time. Uh, also, the Red Sox, they cheated. Shocking. Someone in New England was cheating. It's a shocker. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit if I have time. Lot to do. Not a lot of time to do it. Cash Show. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here on the Cash Show on, uh, well, it's a uh, quick edition of the show. We're going to be wrapping up in about 30 minutes. We're on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Cash Show. We're now talking about some SmackDown stuff. Talk a little global force. What's going on? Jeff Jarrett is not there. He's on a leave of absence. So I discussed that at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to get into uh, some chatter here about, well, Christmas. They're doing a live, WWE's doing a live show. Okay, that's huge. Uh, and I have some thoughts on that. Going to get into that in a second or two here. Uh, Corey Graves, his performance last night. Uh, also, a question I'm going to pose about the color commentary role. But first, I want to tell you about tell you about uh, something that happened in May. Okay, in May, Lee Bryce performed at an exclusive show for veterans and their families at the Intrepid Spirit Center in Fort Belvere, Virginia, hosted by Napa Auto Parts. Intrepid Spirit Centers are being built to help veterans across the country, all due to help of the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund. Okay, Napa Auto Parts, guys, is a proud supporter of the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund and has helped to raise millions and millions of dollars to help contribute to building these facilities to better the lives of our loyal and proud veterans. And you guys can help, too. So this is what I want you to do, please. Go to NapaOnline.com, okay, to buy your T-shirt today and receive a free download, download, I should say, of Lee Bryce's new song, Boy. That's NapaOnline.com. Okay, you buy your T-shirt today and receive a free download of Lee Bryce's new song, which is called Boy. All donations go directly to the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund. Okay, so uh, as we were talking about, um, what happened happened? happened last night uh, with Corey Graves? He's the new color commentator on SmackDown. He was on Raw. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Okay, here's the the question I want to pose to you guys on this thing here. It's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it. I'll kind of answer for you. Um, who are they developing? You know what I'm saying? Like, who are they developing? You know, they get, they got all these announcers now. Like, when I was there, we had, like, four or six announcers at some point. was, like, the most. Who, who are they developing? Why do you need one guy calling the two shows? They did that with Lawler back in the day. They had nobody in development. I was the only guy that they started to develop, and then they, they threw me in there. Okay, that, that's kind of what happened. Me, right? So who were they developing? You know, so you put Nigel, they put Nigel McGinnis on, um, I think, 205 Live, one of their other shows. 
I, I would assume it's just my perception. They don't believe enough in Nigel to give him the SmackDown spot. That's fine. Um, and 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 I have no problem with that. I, again, this is not me knocking Corey. I like Corey. I think Corey's great. I think he did a great job last night. Knights touched the blue suit. SmackDown. Got it. Cool. Get it. He's excellent. I do think Phillips, uh, Graves, Saxton work well together. They have a good chemistry. I think for a three-man booth, they do a pretty good job. And you guys know I'm not a fan of a three-man booth, but they do do a good job. But who who are you developing? Who? I mean, who? 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 You know, I'm not doing a New Day thing yet. Who? 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 But seriously, like, who? You know, like, who? <laughs> There's, there was a huge opportunity to move someone in that role. You know? Why do you need Corey on both shows? Okay, obviously you guys like him and he does a great job. Cool. But if you're one of those other guys, you know, what are you thinking? Like the, the other kid on, on NXT and like if you're Nigel, like, you know, what what are you thinking? You know, even if you're Booker. I don't know. Booker's, you know, in the twilight of his career, so he's probably just happy. He's doing his thing and, and, and he has fun. And that's that. And he's, he's earned that respect. I get it. But I, to me, it's about development. Like, You've been building guys up or training guys or having guys work as commentators. Now you get an opportunity to put them in the big boy chair and you don't do it. Oh, I get, and it's not a knock on WWE. I guess they're just not ready. You know, so Stephen Lewis on Facebook Live, Corey Graves is great. He's very good. I mean, great. We use the word great a lot with stuff and he's very good. Yes. Uh, But, you know, what happens is when he, Stephen Lewis, let me tell you what happens is, when you hear Corey for five hours a week now, five hours a week, I hope you don't get sick of hearing him for five hours a week. <laughs> if I'm Corey, that's going to be my concern. My voice will be on air for five hours a week. It sounds cool. It's a lot. This is coming from a guy whose voice is on the air 10 hours a week. But um, <laughs> in a different realm. <laughs> so it's different. I'm doing radio, online radio. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. So it's a little bit of a different deal. How does it? And it, that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, Chris uh, Newman says, put uh, put Enzo on commentary. Uh-uh. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't uh, Just because someone can talk or they can cut promos doesn't mean they can do commentary. I don't think Enzo would do too good at it, in my opinion. Um, I think his character is, is too much. He's for commentary. He, you can't overpower the matches. You can't overpower the broadcast. Sometimes I would have to catch myself, especially in TNA, I was doing that sometimes. I had to catch myself. You know, you can't overpower the broadcast. Again, a little free advice here, right here. So, um, hooking you guys up. Um, so, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens there. But I, I don't think they're changing, right? <laughs> I think they're just going to maybe they'll move someone into that raw spot. And, and kind of get Corey out of there. I just think five hours a week, yeah, you guys love Corey, and I love him too, but it might get to a point where it's like, oh, all right, enough. You know, we're hearing this guy a lot. You know, we're hearing him. And then, not only are you hearing him on Raw and SmackDown, you're going to hear his voice in packages, nonstop video packages. His voice is going to be everywhere. <laughs> so it's good for his brand. It's good for him as a pro. Um, to be frank, I don't think he's getting any more money. That's announce the contracts are like you just announce what they tell you. Huh, that kind of is a little stinky, but maybe things have changed there. I don't think so. But regardless, it's good for his brand. It's good for his, you know, his fame for Corey. Um, and he's very good at what he's doing. He definitely does a great job. He's made a good transition. I just want to see who else you're developing. Who else is going in there? Okay. Um, so uh, to me, that's a big deal. I mean, like that, it's about development. You got to believe in that. Um, so that's the deal. Let's go to uh, let's go to the first phone call of the day. Let's go down to Crab Country there in Maryland. Let's talk to D. Uh, you are on the Taz show. What's up? Uh, good moment, Taz. I want to put you over really quick. Yes, sir. And I got a question. Um, I'm back in the saddle. I don't know if I'm uh, if I deserve a yambag punch, but I'm a uh, um, first time in a long time. But, uh, nope, um, that doesn't qualify, sir. Nice try. Okay. And begin. Oh, yeah, okay. I tried. It's, everything's worth one <laughs> shot, you know? But um, I have a question. Um, what do you think about wrestlers using the same moves? And I don't mean, like, in one match, but I mean, like, I watched SummerSlam, and I saw Seth Rollins do a frog splash. Then I saw Kevin Owens do a frog splash. 
Um, Bray Wyatt, he does a Uranagi. Samoa Joe does a Uranagi. Um, uh, Seth does a sling blade. Finn Balor does a sling blade. What do you think about that? Because that's just something I had on my mind. Uh, well, I've talked about it in the past, D, and thank you for calling, buddy. And, and I'll answer it right now for you. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, I'm not a fan of it at one bit. Um, I think you got to be more creative. I also think one of the biggest problems they're having, and it happened when I used to wrestle there, when I wrestled in other companies too. I mean, the either the agents or the wrestlers are not communing with communicating with each other. That's why that happens. It's a lack of communication to each other, um, or guys just don't care. Um, I I I don't I don't like it. I think you got to be more creative. And what I hate more than that, D, is guys wearing the same color tights when they're wrestling each other. Okay, uh, and uh, most of the guys wear black, and it's uh, you know, or you just get two guys sometimes wearing red against each other. It's like, what are we doing? You're backstage, you see each other all day. Uh, you, then you get ready for your match. You usually get dressed an hour before you go out to the ring, or a half hour before. You see what the guy's wearing. You see what I'm wearing. Dude, we're wearing the same color. Maybe one of us should change. Uh, you know, like I'm just saying, like it's like it, it, for the eye optically, it's better if you, two guys are in different colors. You know, it just, that drives me nuts. It used to be, they used to have a sign backstage when I worked in WWE. This wasn't all the time, but they went through a little spurt where it was like, uh, no matching tights, please. Like right on the sign where the matches were listed, everybody goes to that big board and looks at it. Um, so you couldn't wear, you know, matching tights. Uh, as far as moves, yeah, no, I, D, I, I'm not a fan of, of those guys copying each other. Not copying, but doing the same moves. By the way, this whole sling blade thing, I, you know, again, I'm asking, I'm going to pose as a question rhetorically. You don't have to answer it, please. Don't tweet me with answers. But, like, what is this move? Where is, I never heard of this. Like, what the fuck is a sling blade? Like, what, who, what is this? I don't know what the, you know, I know it's been around now a little while. I know, was Finn the first guy to do it? I'm a big mark for Finn Balor. But, like, who started this whole fucking sling blade thing? Like, what is this? It's a clothesline where a guy lands on his back. What, what is that? I mean, sling blade. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know what that is. Sling blade. A little bit of a, I don't know. Oh, by the way, back to the announcing thing real quick, because somebody, I'm trying to see where you were, sir, mentioned about putting um, Renee Young in one of the commentary roles and what my thoughts were on that. Uh, no, not a fan. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's not, it's not about a female. I don't, I don't care if it's a female. Uh, just not her. And what I mean by that is she's got zero experience of wrestling in a ring. You know, you want to put a, a female out there who has wrestled with credibility and have her on color commentary, go for it. Like the chick Jessica Mendoza, who co does uh, color commentary on baseball on, uh, I think it's Sunday Night Baseball. You know, a lot of people were scoffing when she got that color, top, color commentary role, Jessica Mendoza, was a professional softball player, I feel, I believe. And a lot of people were, were shitting the brick because of this. And she does a great job. Okay, you know why she does a great job? She's got credibility, okay? She didn't play in the major leagues of baseball, but she played pro softball like her whole life. In college, I guess she played and everything, and, you know. So she's not just some woman or male who was an announcer and then we got the color commentary role of calling Sunday Night Baseball. Same with wrestling, okay? I, I have no problem with it being a female, just not, you know, Renee Young. Uh, she's got no experience in the ring. What do I want to hear her talk about wrestling for? Why? What, what is she going to tell me? How is she going to bring me to the ring? What, what did she know? She knows nothing about what it feels like when a wrestler gets tired during a match. What it feels like when the lactic acid builds up in your legs and you, your legs get heavy, which none of these announcers tell you this shit anyway to have wrestled, but I'm telling you how you should do it. Uh, what is it what, how could she tell me about putting somebody in an armbar or what it's like to get taken over in a, he a headlock takeover or how do you escape out of headlock takeover or what it feels like when my joint is being manipulated in my elbow because someone has a Fujiwara armbar on me or a Juji Katami. Okay, no. See, so these people can't do that. Okay? Now we get this routine here. This is what happens now on Facebook Live. Sophie Reyes. But JR wasn't a wrestler, nor was Michael Cole. Sophie, listen to me very carefully, young lady. They're, you are right. They were not wrestlers. They are play-by-play -play guys. The play-by-play -play guy doesn't need to be an in-ring competitor or former athlete. They are play-by-play -play guys. If you watch football, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck. Joe Buck is the play-by-play -play guy, never played football. And Troy Aikman was one of the best quarterbacks, I don't know, some maybe would say ever, not ever, but, you know, a great quarterback. Maybe that's an overstatement. 
you get my drift, okay? You, 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 the play-by-play guy on Raw is Michael Cole. The play-by-play guy on SmackDown is Tom Phillips. Now, if Renee Young is going to go do play-by-play and she can do it, cool. You need to have a male or female next to her or him that's got some legitimate in-ring experience. So I feel, this is a topic I didn't want to get into because it gets, it gets lengthy. Um, I feel that um, if, if you are a color commentator, you, 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 just being a wrestler um, is not enough. Uh, you you got you got to have some big match experience. I feel like that those are the type of commentators you got to have some legitimate big match experience. Seriously, uh, Michael Martin, stop hating on Renee. Michael, uh, please, sir, I don't hate on anybody. I just spit the fucking truth out here, bro. Okay, stop, please. Then just then get off my Facebook Live and don't watch my show. That's fine, dude. You, you know what? You don't know how I do my shit here. Okay, you're obviously new to this, and this is how I am. I'm just spitting honesty about. And, and, and analyzing what I see or think or feel. If you don't like my opinions, you don't have to. Doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just going on my opinions are built off of, you know, three decades of experience at every level. And your experiences are what? Right. So I'm just saying, you know, please don't, don't. I'm not hating on anybody. Okay. I, there's no hate. Okay. I don't even know the girl. Why would I hate on her? Okay. Why? Okay. Some people on Facebook Live are saying leader. Uh, Lita's calling, you know, the May Young thing. Lita would be perfect. Lita, Lita. Well, she's she she obviously is someone who has the experience in the ring. Um, I think Lita, Lita is someone who does her voice. Unfortunately for me, doesn't project strong enough. Okay, I know her. I, I respect her. I think she's awesome. I do, and th- her credibility is legit. I got no problem. But she's got she's got the credibility, but her voice her voice doesn't project. Now look at that Facebook Live. Lizette Austin saying maybe Medusa. Well, you're right. See, now Medusa, her voice projects, and that's a female with some legit credibility. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great example of that. Yes, thank you. Um, so, anyway, um, Sophie comes back with, she deals with Dean all day. That's enough matches. Ha ha. I respect your opinion, Taz. Sophie, that was funny. I, and I, you're right. I forgot that she's an item with Dean Ambrose. So, that's a good point. So, uh, anyway, uh, what else? Oh, before I wrap here in a little while, I got to talk to you about, uh, I got to take another call or two. I talked about this whole Christmas WWE show. I think it's Raw they're doing on Christmas. That's Christmas Day, uh, December 25th is Monday. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, let's go to uh, Miles in California here on the Taz Show. Miles, what's going on there, house? How's it going, man? Good, buddy. Talk to me. Um, yeah, I just want to say, um, first off, you got hacked by Carmella. She dropped um, James Ellsworth. She did what to James Ellsworth? Oh, she, she dropped, dropped him. Yeah, yeah, but then she got back with him. Then she kissed him later and smacked him, right? No, she literally just put, um, just stuck to the side like she's done with him, officially done with him. So she hacked me. She also hacked me wearing orange pants. I don't know if you noticed that. Carmelo's wearing orange <laughs> pants. <laughs> and um, real quick, real quick, take on the main event. Yeah. I, I, I didn't hear you. You said, what did I think of it? Yeah, the main event. I don't know why you break it up. You said, oh, what I, I guess you're saying, what did I think of the main event? Um, I thought it was good, Miles. Yeah. Thanks for calling, bro. I mean, we had a bad connection. Sometimes with the connection gimmick we have here, it gets a little figazy uh, on the deal here. I mean, Miles usually asks what I thought of SmackDown or the main event, so he's consistent, so I should have known what he was going to ask. Uh, that's unprofessional of me. I guess I should have done my homework on the Miles calls, but he's a loyal fan of the show. I'm busting balls. Uh, look, uh, you know, Nakamura... Uh, his work's on point. Randy Orton's work's on point. Uh, Nakamura becomes number one contender. I, I got no problem with it. The right guy won. Randy did a great job in the match. Nakamura did a great job in the match. I got no problem with it. I, 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 I think it's cool. Now we go back to this whole thing here. Nakamura, boom, number one contender. Uh, this is maybe the deal here where now maybe uh, Jinder Mahal loses that title. We shall see. I like the little touch of that uh, Jinder was in the skybox. Um, with the Singh brothers, I thought that was a cool touch. I like that. It makes it makes Jinder feel larger than life. Big successful guy. I don't know about that wide shot where you saw some of the blacked out seats by the hard camera, but I digress. So that was probably they, they pulled off of that real quick. Uh, I got to get moving here. Let me go to. Uh, let's take one more call here. Uh, maybe two more calls. But I'll go with one right now. Uh, Miguel in New Jersey. Miguel in New Jersey. You are on the Taz show. What's up? Hey Taz, how's it going, bud? 
Good. Talk to me. Hey, um, want to just a uh, quick question for you. Uh, so in honor of uh, Mr. McMahon, the character returning TV last week, uh, or next week, I should say, um, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but is Vince literally at every single taping Raw and SmackDown? Can you answer that? Oh, yeah, I can answer it. Thanks for calling, uh, Miguel. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he is. Jeez, um, uh, uh, I mean, I worked there just about 10 years, and I could count on one hand how many shows he missed. I mean, one was due to his injury to his quad, some other reason he had to go, some business thing. I don't remember what it was. It's like two or th like three, four times in 10 years that I was there, he missed <laughs> a Raw or a SmackDown. He's always there. Um, look at it's a real simple deal. Vince micromanages. Okay, it's, it's uh, I don't think that's a secret. And I respect it now from afar that he micromanages. I respect it because I'm um, I have my own content. Like he has his own content. His content's like gigantic. My content's nowhere near his content, obviously. But it's still content, and it's still yours. And when it's yours, you take pride in that. So I get why now as I got older and I have something that's mine as opposed to working for someone like I was with Vince, I get why it's important to micromanage sometimes. I don't like to micromanage, but sometimes you do. It's just you have so much passion for what you have. You, no matter who works around you or with you or for you, they just don't have the vision you have or just maybe don't have the same passion you have. Um, so that bothers you and you start to, you know, stranglehold on your own content. And Vince does that. And as I'm older uh, and removed from there and have my own content, I get it. I know why he does it. And I respect him more that I've been away from the guy. To tell you the truth. It's tough. It was tough to work for him at times. And I'm sure it's times for different people that worked on my show, it's tough to work with me, you know, uh, you know on a Taz show. So, you know, so, but that, but that's just the way it goes. I got to put out the best product I can for the audience. And, and, and I'm not here to make friends. I'm here. I'm here to, to to get over the content. And if we all can win together, great. If we if if you, you you can't ride with me, then 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 sorry. It's just the way it goes. It's just it's about it's about getting over for the for the show, and uh, in my brain, competing against everybody else that's out there. That's how I am. I'm a competitive motherfucker, and it's just that simple. Um, the other uh, the other thing I want to talk about before I wrapped up the Christmas deal, right? So yeah, it's kind of sucks to be honest that WWE is doing a live show on Christmas for their families, the wrestlers, their kids, their wives, their husbands. This, it sucks all the way around. I mean, it sucks. I'm gonna tell you from experience, okay? Um, I remember so many shows. As it got close to Christmas, once you got your holiday uh, travel schedule, like where you're gonna be in like late in December, you'd see where you were gonna be where either the house shows or the TVs were in conjunction to where you live. And you think about flights. I want to get home. I want to get home because the travel is a bitch. During Christmas, the airports are a zoo. I, I, want, to, I want to make sure I'm home before Christmas Eve. I want to be with my family. I want to, it's, it, you should be with your family. Um, I'm surprised that Vince is going with this. I really am surprised. Um, He's he's a big family guy. He, he uh, you know he, he he. I'm surprised because I, I think he's well aware that his crew gets really no time off. So these guys work all these guys and girls are working all year, all year. So it's not a seasonal business. So now during the holidays you're still working. Come on, can't do that. <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool. Um, I don't think it's good. <laughs> uh, if anybody knows where the show is, I don't know where. Where, where did anyone? Does anybody know where they said it's going to be? If someone could, uh, you know, uh, Dennis, if you know where it's going to be before I wrap this show up here, um, I, I got a funny feel it's on the northeast. Um, I'm just wondering where the show is actually going to be. Um, I don't know, but here's the thing: I, I can tell you this about Vince, though. Okay, he always believed in doing those like. Um, like for, uh, but I'll try to give you an example. Like the big Saturday night shows at the Garden House shows were a big thing to him. He felt like it was like a night out for people and the Garden, you know, and all like Thanksgiving shows like were a famous, popular thing many years ago in wrestling, not just for WWF, uh, but other companies. You know, it was a big, big deal. Like live shows on Thanksgiving Eve, like football, you know, so it was a big deal and that kind of died down. Um, I think that's probably part of it. Also that I guess Christmas Day falls on a Monday. 
but it used to be behind the scenes, man, where you were like freaking out, like just and and the company wanted to make sure you got home for Christmas. Like that was a big deal. That was a big deal. I'm telling you. And by the way, anybody on the phone, if I couldn't get to you, I apologize. It's just we're only doing a one hour show and I'm wrapping up in a couple of minutes. <clears throat> I have some stuff to take care of. So and um, so if I, usually I get to every call and it, it's going to be hard. I know we're going to leave some people on hold. So if you're on hold, you might want to hang up now. I apologize. Try back tomorrow. It's not a guarantee you get through anywhere here. So it's the way it works. I usually do a pretty good job, though. I humbly say getting you guys on the show. So, um, but I can't today. Uh, just the way it rolls, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I, for me, working Christmas Day when a lot of these guys and girls have families or, you know, even their own kids, you know, knowing WWE, knowing Vince, I, I bet you he's going to try and make a party atmosphere backstage where people, he's going to want some of the wrestlers or ask them to bring their families, invite their families to the show and have some Christmas tree backstage and some kind of a feel for them. That's what he'll probably do. Um, I, I, I could picture Vince doing that. He's not an evil man. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm telling you, I think that's what he'll do. David King on Facebook Live. Taz, what's going on with Jeff in GFW? I covered that an hour ago, brother. I appreciate you, David. But, um, you know, you just jumped on here. I did cover that at the top of this show. You can listen to the podcast version. That's what I'll drop in a little while. Or the VOD or rewatch here on Facebook, whatever you want to do. Um, so it looks like people on Facebook Live are saying they haven't posted a, a building yet where the Christmas Day Raw will be. So. I got a funny feeling it will be um, <clears throat> in the Northeast. That's just my opinion. <laughs> that's what I think. Um, that's what I think it will be. Uh, David Malaguli says uh, Christmas bonuses. Uh, I don't know. I could see that happening. They're far from cheap. Vince is not a cheap guy. He treats the talent good. From treated me good. Can't complain. So, anyway, I covered as much as I could cover here in this show, kids. We're wrapping this summer gun up. So, uh uh what do you call it uh that's the deal so we'll be back tomorrow here taz show live okay back tomorrow uh talking uh maybe some nxt talk some college football uh just buzzed through today's show quick i apologize i gave you a lot of content i think i humbly say thank you everybody who watched on facebook live or who uh communicated on twitter or whoever called in and again apologize to you guys who could not get through on the phone i couldn't get to you on the phone i should say uh, that's the deal. That's a wrap, kids. All right. Uh, for everybody in uh, New York City at the studio working on my show, thanks for the help. And I'm Taz. You're not. See you tomorrow, guys. when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They move. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns